Hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Cornerstone Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the attitude of evangelism. The simple and most fundamental calling of a Christian is to evangelize and make Christ's name known. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, Christ commissions Christians in this way. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So as we read this, you probably were thinking, Hey, I know that passage. If you spend any time in church, you probably do. This is the Great Commission. As Christians, this is our job. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. A big misconception for a lot of Christians is that they believe that fulfilling the Great Commission is a responsibility solely for people in ministry, but this is simply not true. It is just as much your responsibility as it is a senior pastor's to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who are lost. In your workplace, share your testimony. In your school, share your testimony. At the grocery store or in the mall, share your testimony. God provides instances and scenarios for you to be able to share your testimony and the story of redemption with those who are unsaved. Let's go ahead and take a look at Colossians chapter 4 verses 2 through 6. It says this, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in a way I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. So in this episode, I'm going to highlight four different attitudes that we as Christians should have in our approach to evangelize to a lost and dying world. But before I get into that, I want to make this statement. Evangelizing is different in every situation and every generation. Methods must change change. I'll repeat that. Evangelizing is different in every situation and every generation. Methods must change. And I say that for this reason. I notice that a lot of churches try to use 20th century methods of evangelism to reach a 21st century culture. That's not going to work. The age of the gospel track is over. The age of door-to-door evangelizing is over. The age of hellfire and brimstone preaching is over. If you came into my generation trying to hand over a gospel tract, there's two problems you're going to experience. One, they aren't going to read it if you hand it to them. And two, they aren't going to want to listen to you if you propose staying and talking about it. If you came into my generation door to door, there's two problems here as well. One, they probably are going to ignore you and not answer the door. And two, if they do answer the door, they're going to tell you they're not interested and then shut it right back. And if you come to my generation with hellfire and brimstone preaching, there's a couple of problems here as well. One, you're going to make people feel judged, and we're in a generation of easily offended people. And two, there's a chance you could be labeled homophobic, transphobic, or whatever ad hominem, and those are the people that you're trying to reach for Christ. Methods have to change with evangelism. That's the problem with church. People are so stuck in their ways that they aren't willing to adapt to reach the new generation for Christ. I'm not saying to cower down to sinful cultural standards or to be seeker-sensitive, But I'm saying that being stuck in an ultra-traditional, non-progressive view of church is counterproductive and ultimately self-destructive for the church. In order for the church to survive, the method of evangelizing, whether it's inside or outside the church, has to change. 
If we refuse to recognize that the church is dying in America because we're set in our ways, we are doomed to fail our job to fulfill the Great Commission. Now that I've finished my rant, let's get into the four attitudes of evangelism. Number one, the evangelist must have an attitude of prayer. Note two times in the passage in Colossians that we looked at in verses 2 and 3, the reference to prayer. Paul in verse 2 says to devote yourself to prayer, and in verse 3 he says to pray for God to open doors. The way of communication between man and God is through prayer. That is God's way of speaking His will to you and His direction to your, for your life. When you are evangelizing, make sure you're constantly seeking God's direction in every situation. If you're confused about how to approach someone you wish to evangelize to, pray and ask God to open a door for you. And with time, that door will be opened. Whether it must begin with a friendship, a random encounter, or what, the door will eventually open. Number two, the evangelist must be positive and personable. The problem with hellfire and brimstone is that the approach is brash, judgmental, hateful, and negative. And while it worked for some, it made others feel terrible. And in some cases, it scared people into a salvation that was not genuine. And keep in mind, if you're scared into receiving salvation, it's not genuine salvation. The point of being saved is for you to come to a point where you recognize you're a sinner and that you cannot be independent of God and that you now wish to dedicate the remaining moments of your life to serve and please Him. But if you're sitting in a church with a Pentecostal-style preacher yelling at you and telling you if you don't repent you're going to burn in hell for all eternity and you get quote-unquote saved because you're scared of that happening, that is not true salvation. And that is what I mean by that. Another problem that I want to make note of. Hellfire and brimstone makes the sinner feel persecuted, thus shutting his or her ears from hearing the story of redemption. Making someone feel like they're nothing in the eyes of God is not going to bring them closer to salvation. It's going to push them further and further away. And it will implant the idea in the mind of the non-believer that every single Christian is abrasive and judgmental, meaning they will most likely never listen to another Christian again in fear that they will be persecuted for the life they live. Remember that the only person who has the right to judge is the chief judge, Jesus Christ. Judgmentalism is not a spiritual gift. In order to reach this generation for Christ, the approach must be positive and personable. I'm sure if I looked hard enough that I could find a study that shows that Christians are more likely to connect with a non-believer if they can relate with them on a personal level. I encourage you, get to know the people you're evangelizing to. See if there's any connection between the two of you. Maybe you like the same movies, the same food, the same coffee shop. Maybe you enjoy shopping or sports or music. Find a way to relate to the people you're trying to reach with a positive attitude. Number three, the evangelist must be courageously persistent. Now, the New King James Version of Colossians 4.2 begins with these words, Continue earnestly. Dr. John MacArthur notes in his Bible commentary on this verse that continue earnestly in the Greek also means to be courageously persistent. Persistence is imperative for the Christian who wishes to evangelize. If God has provided you an opportunity and opened a door for you to evangelize, take advantage of it. Don't give up or grow weary if the road seems tough. If every missionary in this world were to quit when they experience something tough on their journey, the message of Jesus Christ would not be as known around the world as it is today. Remain persistent in your pursuit for a lost soul. If you give up, your efforts will be in vain. The testimonies and the stories that you told the lost person you pursued will fade from their memory. Keep planting seeds. Remain persistent. Number four, the evangelist must have patience. A lot of you have probably heard the same old phrase, God works on his own timing. As much as you heard it, it's still true today as it was the first day you heard somebody say it. 
I remember growing up watching Toy Story 2 and seeing the old man who sewed Woody up once his arm was torn, and I was tickled at a young age by the way that the man said, you can't rush art. The work that God does in the heart of the non-believer who is hearing the message of Jesus Christ, in a sense, that is art. You cannot rush it. Plant seeds in people's lives. Take every opportunity to do that. Every seed that is planted counts. Patiently wait for God to reap the harvest. For about seven months, I worked at the Joseph A. Bank in Somerville, South Carolina, and the main objective, as it, was for, as it is for every single retail job, is to make money. Now, of course, I prioritize making the customer comfortable, getting them the best deal, and making them confident in their new wardrobe, but making a profit was just as important. With the hundreds of customers that I had, in many instances, I would attempt to coerce them into purchasing more than what they originally intended on buying. My biggest sale came with that method. This man, who was accompanied by his wife and daughter, only wanted to get a single navy blue sport coat for a wedding reception. He walked out the store with, I believe, five sport coats, a couple of suits, several shirt and tie combinations, and a pair of khaki dress pants and charcoal gray dress pants. I worked with this man and his family for about three hours. I had to be patient with him to convince him that he needed more clothes, and that worked. Just as convincing someone to buy more than what they came in for, evangelizing to someone may take longer than you originally anticipated. This is where we must learn patience. A big analogy used with church, and one that I used moments ago, is sowing a seed in the heart of a lost person. Now think about that just for, for just a moment. Sowing a seed and watching it grow takes a pretty long time. It's not like a microwave where you know the amount of time that your food will be reheated. This takes time. Be patient. Plant seeds and watch God work in their life until he completely transforms them into a new creation. Evangelizing is hard. Especially in the world that we live in today. If you look around you, you'll probably think, whoa, this world is falling apart. And really, both realistically and spiritually, it is. Now more than ever do we need to stand up, declare the name, power, and majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ, and make his story known to this lost and dying world. At work, take the time to find someone that you know who isn't saved and ask God to open a door for you to have a conversation with them about Jesus. Have an attitude of prayer. Keep in communication with God as you seek to evangelize. Be positive and personable. Approach the people you wish to evangelize with positivity and relate with them. Be courageously persistent. Don't let anything tear you down in your pursuit for their soul. And be patient. Watch God slowly take the seed that you planted and watch Him work in their life. This has been the Cornerstone Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. God bless.